0: What's your price to suddenly have a sentient elbow that can talk, or to adopt a newborn clone of yourself fresh from the lab, or to find a real-life silent Bob and be his full-time translator for one year? Let's find out.
1: That's right, it's time to play Human Values, your weekly stop for logical debates about illogical questions. Here to give each hypothetical the dialectical, put the O in comedy game show, and be a great spy when you have an itch in your eye. We're your hosts, Aaron Ruben Corney and Lindsey Hicks. Also joining us today is a very special guest, comedian, and one half of the Dynamic Banter podcast, Steve Zaragoza.
0: Let me grab my talking elbow and let's get things started. Let's go, you sick.
1: We have a comedian, a hat wearer, a bearded fellow. And one half of the podcast Dynamic Banter, Steve Zaragoza. Hello, Steve. Hi.
2: Yay, Steve. What's up, guys? Thanks for having me. You know, it's funny that you mentioned the hat because, like, nobody mentions it.
0: Do you always wear a hat? Is the hat your thing?
2: Yeah. No one asked me anything about it. Feel free to have exclusive access to questions about my hat.
1: Let's talk about your hat for a moment. Lindsay, how do you feel about baseball caps?
0: Well, I feel great about them. They are, I wear them when I go into the sunshine. I value them, but I especially value this hat. I like the way that you have it fitted on your head. Thank you. It is both a functional item, but also fashion the way you do it. Yeah. I really like that.
2: I think it's got like an unintentional kind of like hip streetwear thing going on.
1: It's got a good bill. It's a very strong bill.
2: You know, and it's like, there's nothing exceptional about this hat
1: Well, what's that logo? Is that is that Wendy's?
2: Well, we'll get to that in a second Because Cause I, I'll, we'll get to what's <laughs> on it We'll talk about that <laughs> First, I want to correct you if that's okay
1: No, it's okay, dangle the carrot and talk about other stuff That's fine
2: No, yeah, because, you know, we're trying to make We're trying to keep people listening, you know You want
1: people to, like, stick around It's a cliffhanger you, Yeah, you don't yeah, yeah. put hey, your stick around, we're going to take a quick commercial break And we'll be right back with Steve to talk about why he won't tell us what's on his hat <laughs> Are you back now?
0: Okay, we're back. That was a crazy (laughs) ad. Good ad. Yeah.
2: Ads are so fast now. (laughs) Well, you called it a baseball cap, and I actually have to correct you.
1: What's a trucker This is a
2: trucker cap.
1: Yeah. Sorry.
2: And there's a difference because, and you should be embarrassed about this because there's a big difference. I am. (laughs) I want you to really feel embarrassed because baseball caps are all fabric all around and trucker caps have like a mesh
0: netting on the back with like the kind of that back that you have to is it always a A snapback snapback
2: yeah it's a snapback
1: how's the back of your head feeling are you breathing
2: that's the whole thing like i do have some baseball caps with see and this is the thing nobody asks me about my hats so i now have (laughs) all of this this untapped hat content
1: just dump it. Just, just go. know yeah, just just
2: that hat like, shit. I, my, my whole thing is to talk.
0: All of my <laughs> shows,
2: all of my shit is all about me opening my mouth and never shutting it. About stupid shit. And for some reason, no one's ever asked me about my fucking hats and now here we are. You guys are asking me about my hats and I'm delighted. I'm absolutely <laughs> delighted.
0: Are trucker hats really built for truckers? Like we're truckers like, you know what? These baseball caps are trash. We need a different hat type. And then the truckers were like, somebody build us a hat type for the trucks.
2: Wow. That's such a good question. And if you give me a second to Google it, I'll answer it.
0: Yeah, I really want to know because if I was a trucker, and I've noticed this in my own driving of my compact SUV.
2: Uh, Oh sure, humble brag. I I have noticed
0: that if I had a a car hat, that it would cover the driver's side of my face, and it wouldn't. It wouldn't just cover the top because I'm driving, and I kind of the visor does that, and my sunglasses do that but I wish I had a driving hat that covered the side of my face. So if I was a trucker, I would want my driving hat.
2: Well, I think that's really well thought out and very intelligent of you to go there.
0: (laughs) Thanks, Steve. No one,
2: because again, like I said, no one asks me about my hats. And then, and therefore I never talk about hats. And here we are
1: talking about hats. You're mostly talking about how no one talks to you about hats and. I feel like we're going to be like an hour in. And you're like, you guys understand? The other day I was wearing a cowboy hat.
2: No lie. I was wearing a cowboy hat because I was going to an event where it felt appropriate to wear a cowboy hat.
0: Was it a barbecue? Perhaps a country music (laughs) concert?
2: It was a hoedown. Ooh. No, it wasn't a hoedown. It was a, you know that movie, Nope?
0: I'm Mm -hmm. familiar.
2: There's horses in the movie. And I went to this event where we were like at a horse ranch and it was for Nope. And I was like, I'm going to wear this big cowboy hat.
0: It makes sense. On theme.
2: Right? It's very on theme on brand. So I put on this cool cowboy hat and I get in my car. My movement range is stunted with this big ass cowboy hat. And
0: just like you were saying. Notoriously hard to drive in a car with a cowboy hat. Actually, there's very few hats that I can comfortably wear while driving. So that when you say trucker, I'm like, this is a person who's driving for their ducats.
2: Right. And and I know that our listeners can't see, but you can see that this bill, it's riding high. It rides
0: real high, that bill.
2: It's riding high and dirty. And if I sit in a car with low overhead, I'm banging this bill.
0: Oh, yeah, you're bill banging real quick.
2: I'm bill banging all over. I was bill banging in Seattle last week.
1: Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo Baggins. Bilbo... <laughs> bill. Roof Baggins.
0: Benny Hanna. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> thank you. Hey,
2: thank you. I'll take two. It's a, actually Wikipedia says a trucker hat, mesh cap, or net back cap. Ooh. You won't catch me calling it that. Is it is a type of baseball cap? Well, shit.
1: Well then, you owe me a goddamn apology right now. Aaron, I'm sorry I corrected you. That's right. And
2: quite honestly, the whole trajectory of this show, if you use this or not, has all been because of this hat correction because as soon as I corrected you, Lindsay was like, "Oh, this guy knows hats." So let's go talk <laughs> about hats. And now I'm the one with egg on my face. Now I'm embarrassed.
1: Mm, this is yummy. Mm, hold on. Ooh, this is delicious. Oh,
0: come oh. on. Don't you mukbang
1: us. us. <laughs> I will mukbang this whole thing. Wait, okay, questions. One, how many hats do you have? Two, what is the logo on your hat?
2: So many hats, endless hats. I used to have this thing on my wall that was like, I nailed in like a little nail in a row and I had like six or seven of those. And then I put like a little, like, you know, those, you know those clips that like they have like a little plastic black piece and then they have those like wire boys and you flip them over and they and they crunch. Yeah. A paper clip.
0: Oh, a flippy
1: crunchy wire. A flippy boy. cruncher. Did you just call it a, uh, an F-C-W-B? A flippy, FCWB? crunchy
2: FCWB, R-W-B, baby. And I put Dang. like one of those on each little nail and I hooked them and then I hooked the hat Ooh. onto it. So I had like a cool hat.
1: Just a real dangle.
0: I had like a hat
2: wall.
1: A hat dangle.
0: Oh, those hats were dingle dangling. Oh,
2: they were were jingle jangling. And they had the best view (laughs) in the house because it was my bedroom.
1: Do you talk to your hats?
2: No, absolutely not. I'm crazy, but I'm not that crazy. I don't know. I do play favorites. I play favorites and I have hats that I'll never wear that were gifted to me by people that don't know what kind of hats I like. (laughs) And I'm very particular about a fit. The bill's got to be a right size.
0: They're small bills. Fuck a small bill. I fucking hate a small bill. Am I some sort of cyclist risking my life on the roadside? No, get out of here.
2: What am I, handing out tickets for free drinks at the bar? Just one free drink per person? Chewy. I spit on the ground about it. (laughs) But okay, so I have a lot of hats. Too many hats. Second question is, what is
1: on this hat? That's like Don Knotts. Don Knotts in Too Many Hats.
2: (laughs) What
0: am I going to do with all these hats?
2: (laughs) (laughs) So what's the logo? You guys were kind of half right. It it does look like Wendy's, doesn't it? But when you get closer. Oh, it's Morty. Oh, is it Morty?
0: Oh, it's Morty that looks like Wendy. That's cute. I like it.
2: Yeah. All right. All right, we can move on from the hat stuff if you want.
1: We were going to do a solid hour of hats, but if we want to try and milk it, I guess we could do the game.
2: Actually, I could wrap it up with the, with the origin of the trucker hat real quick. Do it. They also called them gimme hats because the style of hat originated during the 1970s as promotional giveaways from U.S. feed or farming supply companies, and I guess it's meant to just have insulation.
0: When I was younger, I feel like the only versions of like pre-Von Dutch, pre-all of it, was like John Deere yeah. making hats like that.
2: The industrial workers of America. My people. The guys down getting dirty, roughing up their hands and getting
1: calluses everywhere. It's just a callous fiesta. Callous Vegas.
0: Ooh, viva callous Vegas.
1: Today's episode is sponsored by Hats. <laughs>
2: Just no specific brand, just hats.
1: It's a super pack from Big Hats.
2: Oh, Big Hats.
1: Yeah, look, you know, there's been a lot of conspiracy on on the message boards. Mm -hmm. It's true. We are backed Mm -hmm. by Big Hats.
2: Yeah, yeah,
0: well, you know, Big
2: Hats, they're against the
1: sun, Big Sun.
0: Yeah, they're always trying to block sun, (laughs) and I'm like, let the sun be (laughs) the sun, man.
1: All right, I'm going to step in here with my co-host, Gavel, and I'm going to slam this table and say, we're going to play this game. Okay, let's play the game, baby. Steve, let me just make sure that you understand the philosophies of what we're up to here. We're not just walking in to talk about what's your price. We're going to talk about what's the least amount required to get you to do some of these questions today. So three of us are going to go over them. We're talk about the least amount we'd be willing to accept to do the deed. And then we'll see how our answers compare with the audience. Cool. Great. I love this. Great. So let's just take our calloused little fingers and focus on another part of the body. Maybe (laughs) our elbows, little calloused elbows. Lindsay, you want to wrap it up with a big bow and and skid us down uh, Bobo Lane? What a segue.
2: That's a great segue.
0: Yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, Steve, Aaron, audience, what's your price to suddenly have a sentient elbow that can talk to you? And anyone, I guess, right?
1: It's just a talking weenus. Oi. What? My ween is a sentient. It's so a talking ween.
0: Do you get to choose the personality of your elbow?
1: Great question.
0: Because I don't want some sort of douchebag dick elbow. I don't care which.
1: You don't want a douchebag dick bow.
2: Do I have to be careful of where I put my elbow?
0: Will it hurt my friend? If it's your friend, what if it's your enemy? This could really go south quickly.
1: It seems like its pain threshold would match your own, right? Like, it's like as long as it's not hurting you on your elbow, the elbow's fine.
2: So it's just like another part of me can talk.
1: Does it have lips, teeth, and...
2: It's got tongue, tongue? and everything and teeth? Oh, yeah.
1: It's... Do
0: I have to feed Does it? it? Eat? Yeah.
1: What would elbows eat if they ate food?
0: Edamame. edamame. <laughs> like little pretzel sticks.
2: Just... Pretzel sticks. <laughs> pretzel sticks and edamame.
1: That's what Come an elbow on. eats. Pretzel sticks and edamame. Go out for sushi. Excuse me, can I get a side of edamame for my elbow? What's the rating on this show?
0: Are you going to talk about sex stuff with the elbow? I have to.
1: <laughs> I have to. We have to. The last episode, Lindsay fantasized about sleeping with a Yeti. So I think we're good. <laughs> Openly. There's, some, there's someone out there for everyone.
0: <laughs> See?
2: <laughs> Does it share our tummy? Do, can we feed it? Who has the answers to this? <laughs> we,
0: I think we agree on it together.
1: <laughs> okay, okay. It's a pet. If it dies, your arm dies. It's a pet? I think it's a little friend. If it dies, your arm dies. What are the benefits of this?
0: Does it speak English?
1: I think we just... <laughs> Judges? I think we all got to agree. It's like a, a another sentient being that is your little... You could call it a pet or a friend or whatever, but it's on your elbow and it can talk. And I think if you're hungry, it's hungry. And if you feed it... Like, it's hungry. If you, I don't know. I got to imagine. If
0: you feed it, it satisfies your hunger?
1: I think so. It goes either way. So if you feed it too much edamame, you might be full.
0: But what if it's like, bitch, give me pretzels. And you're like, I'm in, this is an interview.
1: I think it's like your conjoined twin. I'm
0: trying to get a job. (laughs) It's like
1: a conjoined twin. You share a stomach. Can it smoke weed? Yes, obviously. And get high? Yes. Have you ever had your arm fall asleep and get all tingly? That's how it'll feel. Are we sharing our brain too? No, it has its own brain.
0: What if my elbow takes acid?
1: Then your arm is tripping.
0: So like my hand would start doing weird stuff? Yes. I don't know.
1: Wait, it has control over your arm? No. (laughs) Okay, good. No, but if your arm is high, you'll feel tingly in your arm and you won't feel very, like, connected with your arm controls.
2: So let's talk about the sex stuff now.
0: (laughs) Talk about sex with an elbow. Okay, Steve, what questions do you have?
1: First question, Steve, do you want to fuck your elbow? (laughs) I don't want to fuck my own elbow. I don't know. But if someone had, like, a nice, pretty elbow mouth. It's not someone else, it's you.
2: But, like, let's say it's one of you that, does because like in this hypothetical it's
1: like you're all gonna choose well the three of us will have elbow mouths. so are you soliciting Lindsay and i for elbow sex i mean obviously consensually
0: your elbow could go down on another person
2: potentially that's what i'm saying yeah wow you could perform oral sex with this
0: thing
1: were you ever watching wwe as a kid and when someone would like tap their elbow and do like a elbow like slam on someone you're like that belongs in their groin
0: no, I, I'll i be honest. I had never considered my elbow being involved in really anything. Uh,
1: same. Until Part this same.
0: moment.
1: You never saw your el- like someone's elbow slamming into someone and be like, oh, fellatio. Fellatio elbow.
0: Fellatio elbow. <laughs> but wait, would it be like, if we could be like, hey, bro, this is really a bad time. Like, when I'm doing sex stuff, please don't chime in unless I ask you to. Like, is, yeah. is the elbow obedient? I'm sorry, what if it's L- obedient. Like-
2: what if it's like you're with someone and they're like, hey, can can, I, can we talk about something? And I go, yeah, it's the elbow, isn't it? And she's like, yes, of course, it's the elbow. <laughs> but like, my thing is, is like, do we have to involve it every time? And then I go, well, the thing is, is like, if I don't, then he just won't shut up about not being involved.
0: You have to find someone that's like, has an elbow fetish.
1: Yeah,
2: that has to be a thing. It has to be.
1: So our producer is messaging us here. And talking about the ethics of elbow consent. And if you if you offer your elbow for someone to have sex with and it doesn't have its own bond with them or trust with them and consent, are they raping your elbow in theory? <laughs> Rob, thank you. Another great gem from Rob. We're talking about the important stuff here,
2: it sounds like.
1: While well, our country's <laughs> falling apart, we really want to focus on the big things. And how which our is,
0: elbow fucks.
2: On anything else, on literally anything else other than the world exploding.
1: No, we're spending our time trying to work our way to elbow job being a term we can throw around.
2: I think that no matter how we slice this, it sounds like way more of an inconvenience. Yes, did you start thinking
1: it wasn't an inconvenience?
2: Well, every time I am presented with some sort of like bonkers hypothetical like this, I try to approach it from like, okay, if I am, if this is my life now, what is the, what is the benefit? Like, how do I, how can I get something? What's the positive in this? What's the positive outcome? And I just can't think of one with this other than what (laughs) no one wants. No one wants to see, like if I was on TikTok and I was like, If I was like singing, nothing really matters and it goes, anyone (laughs) can see, (laughs) right? Like people would be like, oh, swipe, 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 swipe. People are gonna be grossed out by that.
0: What if the sentient elbow is a genius?
2: Okay, now we're
0: talking. And then suddenly you and the sentient elbow are figuring out the kind of secrets of the universe and you become famous with your elbow and you change the world and you find the cure for cancer.
2: Yeah, now we're cooking
1: with gasoline. All right, Steve, I really want you to take Lindsay's suggestion. I want you to really feel it. So let's do a little role play here. Lindsay's okay. going to be your surprisingly intelligent talking elbow with secrets of the universe for you. You're going to be you with a talking elbow and I'm going to have the two of you on a talk show and I'm going to ask you some questions and you're now famous for this. Okay. So Steve. Yeah. Yeah. What's it like having a talking elbow? Well, it's kind of a living nightmare. How does it work when it comes to problem solving? Do you let the elbow have a say in things? Oh, I know
2: absolutely nothing. I'm basically a moron. And my elbow here is what scientists are saying and professionals are saying, the most intelligent being on the planet.
0: I've written 2,000 books.
2: And I've read none of them.
0: (laughs) No, he cannot read. I'm the reader in this duo and the writer. Uh, but, you know, I'm nothing without hands. So there's that.
1: That's right. Steve's Elbow, question for you. How do you write since you have no limbs?
0: I dictate to the hat man. There's <laughs> the
1: hat man. This is like rather <laughs> <You> Chewy, can...
0: <laughs> like with an elbow. Please, I've told you, you can call me Steve. <laughs> I told you, you can call me Steve. I'll call you hat man and you'll like it.
1: Steve's Elbow, how do you find love? What are you looking for for love?
0: I'm just looking to, you know, go down on as many people as I can, <laughs> and I will make
2: sure that happens.
1: <laughs> Are you allowed to participate, Steve, or is it just
2: elbow? while my elbow makes millions of dollars off of these studies and books and stuff? <laughs> am I allowed to participate? Yeah, because, you know, I need to be there.
0: I don't let him look directly at it. I make him if he wants to see it, it's via mirror Yeah, or live stream.
2: She says no eye contact, and I say, but you don't have eyes." And you say, no,
0: eye contact. And he listens. He's a good hat man.
1: Steve's elbow, do your lips ever chap? And what do you do about it? I have Bert's, a Burt's Bees <laughs> sponsorship. <Bert's> bees me. <laughs> Burt's Bees are up. Bert's Bees Bees knees. <laughs> I feel like you would do great on Twitch having like a talking elbow.
2: There, I guess you're right. So, but it, it does sound like
0: it, it means you're never alone. Yeah, not being alone ever Ever. would be really, really hard for me. That's the toughest part about it. I'm not an introvert fully, but I definitely value my alone time. And it would make me feel very crazy to never have the option of having that ever again, even if my elbow was a super smart genius.
2: I used to love just being around people all day and it made me happy. And then I needed to learn to be comfortable being alone and now I've learned the value of alone time and now I'm like oh shit I think I need it I think I need it and if this thing's gabbing in my ear eh, I want some more hot Cheetos or whatever then I'm like you know what am I that's that sounds like a nightmare to me
0: but maybe the elbow is very evolved and the elbow is like hey Steve could you please give me uh string cheese could you drop some string cheese into me and then yeah just drop it into your elbow but then you know if like if you're like hey elbow like lovingly I really just need a minute and the elbow is like has a super high EQ and is like no totally I hear you I could also use some meditative time as well so like let's just take some time apart and we'll let me know when you're ready you know what I mean like there's a chance the elbow really gets it
2: the elbow could be quiet and we it's like it's quiet time
1: now I imagine it like a Gilbert Gottfried. Like, I just imagine ah, it's just this... annoying annoying all day. Who you gonna
2: fuck next with your elbow? She's not gonna have an orgasm if you don't get me involved. And I'm like, shut it. And it's cause you're ugly. And he's like, hey, you wanna know this girl he's seeing? She's way better than you in bed. And I'm like, all right, that's enough.
0: That's enough. Wow. Elbows really blown off your spot and not in the cool way.
2: I like the idea of being able to reason with it. Being able to reason with it and it's like a reasonable person sounds ideal but if it's like a gilbert godfried it's obnoxious and gross and doesn't know when to shut up that sounds like a big problem
1: you smell like ass you're not worth loving
2: you didn't even shower today
0: but then so it sounds like your elbow's trying to make you a better person
1: so here's the question <laughs> here's the question you guys what's it worth to never be alone and have to wear long-sleeve shirts more often is really what this is all about <laughs> i can't breathe it's very salty in here see now i want to imagine like it's like george costanza
2: i'm thinking it would take a lot of money for this
0: well you'd have to make a lot of arrangements for the elbow you know what i mean like you have to have pleasant spaces you probably have to get some stuff done like maybe like a special pillow to sleep where your elbow feels comfortable why
2: you're in charge well because then it's screaming all night and crying. If or... you
0: respect the elbow, the elbow respects you, man. That's the same with your body. If you respect your body, your body respects you back. This is just kind of an extreme version of that.
1: I don't respect my body.
0: <laughs> do you th-
1: <laughs> Yeah, do you think it can it can
2: throw up?
0: Oh, yeah. This elbow be barfing.
2: I can imagine that it can voluntarily throw up. <laughs> Sorry. He had too much Jameson. Oh, yeah.
1: What if your elbow becomes an alcoholic? <laughs> oh god, Just one more.
0: Elbow, no, you have a problem.
1: <laughs> I said, give me more cocaine.
2: This is my intervention for my elbow.
1: It's like restless leg syndrome, but instead it's just your <laughs> arm is coked out.
0: Like you have to go to AA and like just let the elbow talk. Yeah. All of this is you trying to like build a relationship with your elbow, treat it kindly, get it better. I think there's a way where you could have a really positive relationship with the elbow.
2: You want to work on this and make it work.
0: I really do.
1: I'm taking a different route. I want $20 million. And part of that is going to be that I'm going to euthanize my elbow.
0: You're going to (laughs) amputate?
1: I would take $20 million. And I would euthanize it. If I had to get an amputation, I would. And I would live that way. I would never do it, it's something where I would not accept any amount of money to have it inescapable. But yeah, I would just take the money and sever it and probably, no, sorry, I'm changing my mind. I want $50 million and I want to get a life support system built for my arm so I can remove the arm, keep the arm alive, and then get a cool like robotic arm.
2: You need enough money to give to like some robotics company to give you a cool robot arm after you amputate your right. real arm.
1: Yeah. Find somebody really struggling with loneliness and be a donor. Give them your arm.
2: Wait, you think that that arm would like work on someone else? I don't know. I mean,
0: people transplant faces. They transplant organs. They transplant lots of different things. But then the question is, I'm I'm imagining that this elbow is somehow an extension of me in ways, but also because it's kind of magical, will be bringing like intelligence from another realm. So it's like me plus alien magic.
1: So what's that worth to you?
0: Well, here's the thing is, if I had a talking elbow, I don't think I would want to have a regular job anymore. I would probably want to have a little just like seed money to start building my career as a person who like builds a wonderful relationship. Like, like I would start writing a series of books called like, body talks or something like Ooh. that you know what I mean
1: <laughs> where it's like all about elbow.
0: yeah yeah elbow talk yeah elbow talk
2: you'd have your sh- you'd have a show called elbow talk
0: I'm honestly kind of excited about the idea of this obviously never being alone would suck but I think to have all the secrets of the universe coming from my own elbow would be pretty cool unless of course I get like the Gilbert Godfrey version but i'm I'm hoping for like magic version
2: see, but you think that your body wouldn't produce that type of person, but don't you feel like this is like a monkey's paw kind of situation like you're gonna get the money you want, but something about it is like not good, something about it is like you careful what you wish for kind of stuff.
0: Well, I'm not wishing for it.
2: The fact that it even is being offered to you means there's some sort of element of magic here, right?
0: Right, right. And magic goes awry. We all know it. I've seen it happen.
2: Magic goes awry.
0: Right, but I feel like even gone awry, like there's uh, gifts in the trigger.
2: Yeah, no, I hear you. I totally hear you. I think I would just want as much money as it would take to remove it and get a
1: robot arm right away. You want to join me in the 50 club?
2: Yeah, but I guess 50. Well, do you think 50 is enough? You said 50 mil?
1: Bro, it's great in here.
2: What if I said 100 mil?
1: Then can you lend me some money? No. Okay, so 100 mil? (laughs) Yeah, I'm going 100
2: mil.
0: I want to give my elbow everything it wants in life. I want to give it cheese when it wants cheese. I want to give it a vacation when it wants vacation. I want it to know what it's like to ski down a mountain right into the hotel room.
2: That's beautiful.
0: To breathe that mountain air. I want to be able to give my elbow a good life and also like have the space to like document everything the elbow says and make sure it gets out into the world. So I'm going to go with $20 million.
1: Twenty million dollars
2: to like have a nice beautiful mountain resort or something
0: because the elbow may have some like wild request. i don't know what the elbow is going to need you know what i mean i don't know what kind of medical attention this elbow will need like what if it gets a you know gets a canker sore and then yeah. i have to find some doctor that's willing to treat my elbow mouth
1: oh god
0: it would probably
2: just be a regular doctor right like an ear an ent or something Ear, nose and throat is the
1: e for elbow you need an elbow nose and throat doctor
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Steve, I don't know if you know this, but we do a poll for our audience and we actually get a lot of listener feedback for what others would put for this. So let's see what they said.
2: I love that.
1: Yeah. Three people put $100 million at the high. Gabriel said, I imagine them as an asshole, but if they were cool, I'd do it for free. Gabriel, ready for a free buddy? For free? Damn. The low here was by Daniel R., who put a dollar and said, seems like it would be a cool gimmick to have. So Daniel's ready for this. (laughs) 9% of listeners would never do it, but 47% are at 100,000 or lower. People are ready for this. Wow. Nick put $1,000 and said, imagine the ventriloquy work and I only need a grand for costumes. The pandemic changed people. One anonymous person here put three million and said, "Quote: If I'm going to have a sentient elbow, I need to be able to retire and deal with this fucking thing full time."
2: <laughs> and that's such a modest amount too. Where I'm like a hundred million dollars.
1: Well, it's not quite the exact same thing, but I like the theme here of now going to replications of ourselves. So. Linz, I feel like the next question really continues this thing of copy and pasting aspects of ourselves. You want to hop on a segue and roll us forward?
0: Let's segue right on in. What's your price to adopt a newborn clone of yourself fresh from the lab?
2: <laughs> I wouldn't be able to raise it the way I was raised, so it would be like raised in a different way, but it would still be like a clone of me, yeah, interesting, basically, you're kind of like. <laughs> you, you've got yourself a little harvest friend that you can harvest organs from when you need it.
0: Oh my God, Steve. <laughs> God. <laughs> What's the benefit
1: of having a clone of yourself to raise?
2: Because you it's love yourself.
0: What's the benefit of a child?
1: Yeah. Hmm. What if in Star Wars, Django Fett murdered Boba for his organs? We would never have. <laughs>
0: Well, I
2: guess that's true, but that's like a space world where cloning is kind of normal. Sorry, we're being too fantastical.
1: Let's go back to having (laughs) adoptive clones of ourselves.
2: This begs the question, do you want to be a parent? Oh, God. And if you want to be a parent, how much money do you need to make that a, a, a realistic
1: thing? And raise yourself while you're at it, like as you age to be old. But I could raise it. I mean, it would be raising a different version of yourself, though, right? do you like yourself? There's parts of me that I would probably raise a lot different.
2: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like I it wouldn't be like you. It would just be like you in a in a physical way potentially.
1: But also there's a lot of
0: kids that people raise that look exactly like them.
2: Yeah, it's true.
0: Like this kid probably would think that they were just a regular child. Maybe you would be the only one with the secret. You and the doctors that knew that it was the clone.
2: Oh, interesting. Yeah, you could get yeah, you wouldn't be like a spectacle. Right. People just be like, wow, that that kid really looks like you. And it's like, yeah, he's my son. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then they're like, and the mother? What do you do? What do you do in that situation?
0: She's no longer with us.
1: Oh. Mm. Hmm.
0: She was never with us.
1: Yeah. Right. You definitely don't want the clone to grow up with everyone knowing they're a clone. That's not normal yet.
2: Is that something you tell them right away? You're a clone of me?
0: I don't think so. I don't think I would.
1: Do you ever tell them? I think at some point they're going to notice that your childhood photos match their current photos. I mean, you don't have to tell them. No, but they'll notice. Sure. They could
2: notice. And you could just be like, well, yeah, you just, you know, sometimes, sometimes we look like our parents.
1: Your mother, whom you haven't met, she uh, looked just like me too. She looked just like me. Also, <laughs> you just Photoshop like like what you
2: would look like.
0: It would kind of be nice though because you would know all of your medical stuff right off the bat. You would be like, all right, we know you're allergic to gluten and you have bad eyes and you're prone to cavities. So let's right. just stay ahead of this stuff. You would have a real parenting advantage.
1: No, for sure. They turn 30 and you're like, I want to sit you down and tell you about a thing called Prozac. <gasps> Like, just you start to, like, know.
2: (laughs) Or could you, like, course correct
0: the things that... Them need Prozac in the first place.
2: Exactly. Exactly.
1: Is that the same thing as, like, something that's intrinsic about them, though?
2: Yeah, this kind of just leads you kind of to that question of, like...
0: Nature versus nurture.
2: Yeah. And is there, like, and do you have children and kind of force a lifestyle onto them that is a way of course correcting your own mistakes in your own life? And would this be an extreme version of that?
0: Yeah, like I would always, would I be forcing this child into ballet because I wasn't a ballerina and they have to be.
2: Exactly. Why do you have to bring that up with every guest? (laughs) And even more so because it's you. And every time you see it, you see yourself. And every time you see that person, you're like, that's me. And I can't get, I can't let another version of me grow up. Not having what they wanted and needed. (laughs) (laughs) Right?
1: right? Uh, Excuse me, your release that you signed had you agree you wouldn't cry on on air? (laughs) (laughs) We're clearly showing our hands to the listeners because none of us have kids. So are (laughs) we all now realizing that this is all our parents really did in the end? was like, I want them to be better than me.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah. Or to be exactly me. Right.
1: All I know is that you guys turned out great. I really like who you both are.
0: Aw. Right back at you, buddy.
1: Thanks. That's all I was going for, really. (laughs) Just one well, I can't really
2: say because I don't I don't know you super well.
1: Make up stuff about me. What do you like about me?
2: I love that you're just always there when you need it when you need when I need you.
1: Thanks, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) I really appreciate that. You're welcome, buddy. Yeah, thanks, man. (laughs)
0: I love the way you support my decisions at restaurants.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: (laughs) I love how you don't let me think twice
2: about my decision when we go to a restaurant on what I want to eat.
1: No, it's definitely something I really appreciate about you is that you always have an opinion about what I'm going to (laughs) order.
2: Yes, I love it. I'm like, should I get the quesadilla or should I get the tri-tip? And you're like, dude, what does your heart tell you, Steve? And I say... I guess it's the tri-tip. I'm feeling like a big meat-eating boy tonight. And you go, then get the tri-tip, man. And you're always there for me.
1: I always have to yell at you about tri-tip.
0: When that tri-tip gets there, Aaron sings a full song.
1: I do. It's the tri-tip song. It's true. I always sing you the tri-tip song.
2: He goes, you got to try when to tip it.
1: Yep. Mm-hmm.
2: Eat tri tip. Uh, try it. to
1: tip it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
2: Gotta eat the tri tip. And when, when you making when a decision to for dinner,
1: yep. You gotta know when to eat tri tip. Know when, to, know not when eat, to have a little chip. <laughs> <laughs> know when to have chip. When the trip is tipped. <laughs> hip, hip. I think on that note, to adopt a newborn clone of myself <laughs> oh he really went off the rails
0: <laughs> how much
2: money do you want to raise a child is what's being asked pretty much no
1: it's not that it's the it's the experiment on yourself it's really interesting like to me it's i i just think i want enough money to cover raising the kid and like having my own life still kind of work with it so i would get a doula and like all, all the
2: oh things. that's nice yeah, yeah yeah
1: i don't know okay
2: so you you'd yeah you'd You'd want enough to take care of the...
1: Yeah, I don't want it to be a major enough inconvenience.
0: Wait, wait, wait. Do you have to give birth to the clone?
1: That's a great question.
0: Like, are we doing Mr. Mom or whatever, where you have to be pregnant and you guys have to be pregnant with the baby?
1: I've told you so many times you're not going to see me pregnant. I can't <laughs> <You> Got to <laughs> drop it, Lindsay. Why would you have to say that so many times? <laughs> she always looks at me whenever we're hanging out. And she just looks at me and she'll just get this warm look in her eyes. I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, just imagining you glowing.
2: <laughs> what the actual fuck? <laughs> I love that. I mean, that's what I, that's what
1: I love the most about you guys. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Wait, okay. Hold on. I have a really crazy number. I'm going to say $50 million. I love that. I think you can't get around that this is just
2: raising a child.
1: No, but if you put enough money in it, you can be a really negligent, rich parent.
2: That's, I guess if I had to, that's what I definitely the route I would choose.
1: Rich negligence?
2: Yeah. <laughs> the thing is, is like, I don't want to be a parent. Like, it, I, I talk about this a lot. I don't want to be a parent. Like, I don't want to bring a child into this dumpster fire of a planet. I think there's enough out there. So I don't really want one. So I'm like in a, I'm in a realm of like, if I had to, I'd want enough money so that it could be taken care of. And then I guess since it's me, uh, there's a part of me that's like, this is me. So I got to protect me. Right. Like we, you protect yourself. Yeah. So that, that feeling would be there. And I guess, you know, like if I had an accidental child, you know, if someone wanted to keep it and it was this whole thing, I would still be there and do it. I just prefer not to. And I would do my best to be like a good parent, I guess. But I'd want enough money to be able to be like, but I still want to do all this shit. I got a lot of shit to do.
1: One word, Steve. Organs.
2: I'm telling you, man, if it's your organs in
0: there. There's a movie about this. There's a movie where there's clones raised for organs. Hold on, I'll tell you what it is.
2: I, yeah, I'd love to know what that movie is. The Oregon Trail. The
0: the Oregon... It's called The Island, and Scarlett Johansson is in it. And...
2: You, you had me at Scarlett Johansson.
0: Rich people raise clones of themselves so that they can use their organs. And it made $162 million in the box office, so...
2: Wow, damn. Okay, so if I need enough money to raise a child, I guess what do you need? I would I would take, like... I'd go a little more modest here, but I think this could put a kid, this could raise, this be enough money to raise a child comfortably and then put them into a school or whatever that they'd want to go to. So I'd say something like what? like
0: In Los Angeles, where you live. Yeah, like 50 mil.
1: So you're joining me again at the 50 Club. Is that where you're going? I think that's what I said. I don't remember. $50 million for each of us. Lindsay, what's it cost for you to raise yourself right?
0: Any amount of money that I have. I will try to keep a bit of a secret from my baby, um, my baby me, because I don't want them to be like, you know, I'm just going to get a pair of Sperry's and I'm just going to be on my boat and I'm going to call the waitress a bitch.
2: Damn, that's smart.
0: I'm trying to avoid that. But I also want to be able to send this child to really good schools and be able to do all the extracurriculars that they want and like get them all the things that they truly need medical care All of that, you know, a therapist at a young age. I'm also going to say 50. Is it weird if we all say the same thing?
1: No, join us. It's nice in here. Join us in the 50 Club.
0: Ooh, 50 Club feels good.
1: It's a perfect temperature. It's
0: comfy. It's
2: not too greedy.
1: No, it's pretty pretty nice in here. By the way, Lindsay, I would want our baby selves doing this exact same show.
2: (laughs) But the baby version. How many gummy bears would you do this? Yeah. Would you
0: watch a scary movie for? But it would be called Clone Values. (laughs)
1: Lindsay, ask me (laughs) at my price for something. I'll show you how I would do it as a baby.
0: Oh, God. Okay. Clone Aaron, what's your price to wear (laughs) shoes that are too big for you every day? Uh, $100 million?
2: Join us next week
0: (laughs) when we cry again.
1: All right, let's look at what the audience had to say. So, ooh, guys, you want to hear what Kim had to say? Yeah.
0: I think this is my sister, so I'm desperate to know.
1: Kim, Lindsay's sister, put $300 million and said, quote, I always thought I was separated at birth from a very kind and wealthy family. I would want to raise myself in the way I should have been accustomed. That was our high.
2: Me too, Kimmy. Did you guys not ta-
0: never talk about this? Um, No, we definitely did.
1: Lindsay and I use this podcast as a cathartic platform for her to bond with her family.
0: I'm like, don't talk to me directly. Only talk to me via humanvaluespodcast.com.
1: She does it very theatrically, only through the medium of radio. The low was $5,000 and said, quote, I'm a jerk. So that would be annoying as hell. Why would they do it for so little, though, if they feel that way?
2: Uh, that's a good point. Yeah.
0: Maybe that person really likes to be annoyed. Maybe he's like, yeah, annoy me. <laughs>
2: they're like, they're like, I deserve this.
0: Yeah, yeah exactly.
1: <laughs> 11% of her audience put no amount of money that they would do it. And one listener here, Bwebby, said, too many ethical issues. Yeah. Yeah. Well, mm, 38% of our audience was between 100000 and a million.
0: That's pretty wide gap.
1: Nick put $500,000 and said, seems almost the same as just having a kid. And I just need <laughs> money to deal with that. All right, Nick, $500,000 will not get you through raising a child to adulthood. It can't. As we've learned on our show, you can raise a goat to adulthood. Maybe. A goat. A greatest of all time?
0: You get Venus Williams.
1: Weenus Weenus Williams Weenus
0: yes
1: (laughs) oh interesting so the same anonymous submission from the previous question this person put three million dollars and said quote if I'm going to have a newborn clone of myself I need to be able to retire and deal with this fucking thing full time
0: is that the same person that said they need to deal with the elbow full time it's
1: the same answer as before if I'm going to have a sentient elbow I need to be able to retire and deal with this fucking thing full time wow whoever's out there you're not the hero that we need but you're the hero we deserve I want a documentary about that guy. It's hard to understand what they're talking about in all these senses, but at the same time, it totally makes sense. And on the train of thought about translators, Lindsay, do you want to go ahead and do a little word jumble and fumble your bumble all over this tumble?
2: Whoa.
0: Oh, I'm gonna crumble and stumble. It's a crumble stumble. You're allowed to do that? It's a crumble, stumble, bumble, fumble. It's America. <laughs> okay. What's your price to find a real life silent Bob and be his full-time translator? for a year
2: so silent bob being the jay and silent bob kevin smith silent bob
1: mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah but he always does talk like at every clerk's movie he does say something
2: yeah but it's like one thing and it's like prolific or it's like well it's like really helpful right I, so we're talking about a guy that like smokes weed hangs out in front of a liquor store in the mall sometimes Mm -hmm. and is is just pretty much silent but is like a good friend
1: and might be like a really aggressively strategic drug dealer
2: and so i guess what they're saying is is like how much would you need to be the J to the silent bob
1: well you just have to translate for them so it could be that you find a silent bob and you just have to latch onto them for a year in a sense of just making sense and learn
2: what they're trying to say and translate that yeah I could do that. That sounds kind of like a fun time. Can I vlog it or like yeah. like uh, film it, the whole process?
1: Yeah, you can make your whole search.
0: If your Silent Bob is cool with it.
1: Well, you'd have to sign an NDA or something. Why? He doesn't talk. What is he there to NDA talk. about? <laughs> he can't talk about it. <laughs> to find a Silent Bob. So we'd have to go to like some kind of rundown mall or like some street corner area and just find some dude who's really quiet, who just hangs out blasting music smoking cigarettes like the dickens
0: i want to go a totally different route
1: you're gonna go find love
0: no 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 i want to go find like a silent becca just a coffee shop girly who likes to be on her computer and be on her in her books and on her Kindle and writing yeah silent becca and she just is with me all the time and she'll just be in her book and look up and have a thought and i'll be like Becca doesn't go for that.
2: So you're, you're basically getting paid to have like a friend.
0: That doesn't speak. To, it, t- it takes a lot of work, <laughs> I think, to communicate for this friend. You know, you have to be very vigilant.
2: Yeah, because you have to learn about them. You have to learn all about them and try to understand what their mannerisms mean. You have to actually become like a translator or something.
1: From nine to five every weekday, if we're seeing full time, you have to be by their side, translating for them. I do like the silent Rebecca. It's Becca. It's Becca. I'm sorry.
2: Or what about silent Barb?
0: Ooh, silent Barb is really good.
1: Her name is Barbara, but I call her Barb. I want to find a silent Larry. Okay. <laughs> I feel like a quiet Larry, just soft-spoken.
2: I like, I like that you can kind of just change it into whatever you want. At the... <laughs>
1: the prompt wasn't to find a real-life silent Bob named Silent Bob. it's Silent Bob is a archetype.
2: Oh, okay. So just someone who is, yeah, because the archetype of Silent Bob is, like, a really helpful friend in need who, like, also is a drug
1: dealer. Who doesn't talk. Who doesn't talk. Although, for all we know, Bob does talk a lot to Jay, just not when the camera's on him. This
2: kind of interests me. I feel like it would be an interesting experiment. Like, this is more interesting to me than raising myself. You know, like I feel like I would put myself into this. Like I'd actually like try to participate in this.
0: This to me doesn't sound, it sounds fun. It sounds fun, yeah. Becca needs me and I want to help her.
2: Yeah, it sounds like you're just kind of helping someone and then in return you get like a good friend.
0: Yeah, it doesn't sound so challenging. It sounds kind of like, help somebody out a little bit.
2: You're just getting a friend out of it. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You get kind of a pal and you get to learn someone's communication style, which I think is really cool. The only thing is like, can't do I take this person to work with me? Like what is full time? Does it have to be? This is
1: your full time. This is your full time job.
0: So this would be my full time job. So it's really like, what do I need for a full time job for a year?
2: In this instance, you're the J and this is the Silent Bob, Silent Barb. And in <laughs> those characters, made their money selling drugs.
1: But you don't have to do the lifestyle. We never we never said that, but Bob would be doing that.
2: Right. But what I'm saying is is that like you wouldn't really need to like, because I think they did other things. They didn't just like, basically they'd hang out in front of this liquor store all day, but then they'd go off and do other things. So yeah, you'd essentially be like hanging out with this person. And honestly, I don't think you do too much translating. Because there's not much that they're going to say anyway. So you're just hanging out with someone all day. So if you work from your laptop or something, you can just work from your laptop while you hang out with this person all day. Right. Yeah. You
1: order their latte for them when it's time.
2: I mean, you may not even have to do that because they could order it all from an app or something.
1: Mm. I mean, Silent Bob is all about saying the least but implying the most. So you'll pick up on what you need to relay when it's time. You just have to stick around.
2: So it wouldn't really be so much of a job as it is just kind of like a thing you want to do with a new friend.
1: But with no escape, like a job, like you, you you have to do it. So I think that's where the money ramps up beyond what a salary is.
2: Time is money and this is your time.
1: And lost opportunity because you're not working on your own career fully. So
2: what would like an eight hour day where you'd have time to work on your projects and stuff and work
1: from a laptop or something? Is not that bad. You're just you're mostly most of the labor is finding that fun new friend. Yeah. And then creating really comfortable spaces for the two of you to spend time in where you can also multitask and do other stuff and kind of keep them prisoner. So I think you would add some money in it to make sure they are incentivized to want to be around you because no one said here that they would want to be around you for a year with you translating.
2: I'll take a hundred grand.
1: I'm going to triple that and say three only because I want to have the money to get experiences for that Bob figure that makes them want to spend a year with me through a deal with them and also cover my expenses if I'm missing out on opportunities where I can use money to solve them. Like if I can't be there for someone's birthday because I need to be the translating for Bob, I can get somebody a goat.
0: I'm going to go 200 grand because if I could ask for that much money in a job, I would probably try to keep it around there for for a year job.
2: That's good. You know your worth.
0: Well, not in real life, but in this magical place where I could dictate these kinds of things.
1: Fair enough. Sure. You know, I think I want to go close to you guys, by the way. I know that's me pivoting around a little, but I'm going to pivot around the the puddle and say 200 along with Lindsay.
0: But I would never want Becca to know how much I was getting paid. I want Becca to think I'm doing it for
1: free. She wouldn't.
2: Because this would be on top of your jobs you could conceivably still do in a smaller way. You could work from your laptop if you can.
1: You could do some side pieces.
2: You could be like, I need to take a year off and work from my laptop.
1: No, it's, it's fair. Let's see what the audience said. So the, the high year is is $17 million.
0: Oh, my God. <laughs> I need to know why.
1: That's so much. But then Katie slipped in here in the low with $0. Katie's ready for this experience.
2: Oh, she wants the Silent Bob lifestyle.
1: And then over 75% of our listeners were $100,000 of our audience was a million dollars or more. At Aaron Roots 427 said $10,000. Quote, I had a friend similar to Silent Bob in high school, so I don't think I need that much. Aw, Aaron Roots. (laughs) And oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh, my God. And then Anonymous put $3 million and said, if I'm going to have to follow this guy around for a year, I need to be able to retire and do this fucking thing full time. (laughs) Anonymous, you win. Yes.
2: The rule of threes masterfully (laughs) Masterfully done. Oh, jeez. All right.
1: Well, I was going to say it's time for trophies, but Anonymous should get the trophy. Agreed. But Steve, I don't know if you noticed, but at the end of our show, we like to give out awards. We take
0: the sum (laughs) of what
1: each of us needs to do our tasks. And we also compare it to the average sum of what our audience across the board needs to do all three tasks.
0: Oh. It's a fun, cool thing we do. So the total for all of our polled listeners to do all three of the tasks was 48.5 million. Okay. Okay. Then we have an award called the Lowly Liam Award, which is for anyone that was underneath of the audience average. So under 48.5 million. And the winner of that award today is nobody because wow, we are all highly Kylie's. The highly Kylie is the award for all <laughs> of the people that are above the audience average. So... <laughs> Steve, you were at one hundred and fifty point one million.
2: Whoa, now
0: I was at seventy point two million, and Aaron, you were at hundred point two million.
1: I like the Whoa. point two.
2: That's crazy. This probably gets a lot of math people going. This part of the show.
0: Oh yeah, those Mathies are really eating this up. Those
2: math heads are like, ooh,
1: oh, half our audience is named Matthew. We're guessing
0: <laughs> they calcan
1: and then
2: we all know how much people named
1: Matthew love math. Oh, God, they love it. By the way, I just realized our producer, Rob, who's always sending us little notes, he's a relatively quiet guy. And I feel like on the show, we speak for him. So he's our silent Bob.
0: Oh, Oh, interesting. interesting.
1: Our silent Rob. Wow. Uh, I I did the joke better.
0: My feelings are
1: hurt. Your smile disappeared so fast.
2: (laughs) Now you got to say something nice,
1: Aaron. Lindsay, you bring so much joy to my life. And you make oh. me feel like such a good person and I really love you, but that joke sucked.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so he apologized, but then he doubled down
1: on the bad part. I
0: wish I had a talking elbow that could really tell you how <laughs> talk to the elbow.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Rob Rob is messaging that Lindsay's joke was better, so maybe he's right.
0: Whoa. Bitches.
1: Steve, can you do me a favor? As your own elbow, can you tell us what you got going on? How can people check you out? Learn more, all that stuff.
2: Well, you can follow me on the social medias <laughs> at Steve Zaragoza. It sounds like, I don't know what that voice is, really. I like so, it. Like a little sick. Like a little old lady almost. <laughs> you can find me at Steve Zaragoza on the internet, social medias, and a podcast by HeadGum called Dynamic Banter with my comedian friend Mike Falzone. And you can get that where you get all your other podcasts, okay, Sunnies? Cute, I like it.
1: I like that too.
2: Here's a Werther's original, straight from my mouth. No, 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 don't. We won't do that.
0: Spit the Werther's original in my mouth, Elbow.
2: (laughs) Don't take it. You don't want to know where it came from.
1: Steve, we loved having you.
0: Thank you for having me, guys. You guys are rad. Thanks for coming. This was very, very fun.
1: Lindsay, I'm getting withdrawals, man. Steve Zaragoza not been around. It's like a like a drug withdrawal, you know what I mean?
0: I don't, Aaron. Do you have something you'd like to tell us?
1: No, no, no. There's just spiders in my eyes, man. There's spiders in my eyes and in my earlobes. I can feel little worms in my earlobes. One of them is named Lindsay.
0: I really like Steve Zaragoza, man.
1: Yeah, that guy is a uh, to toot you know?
0: Oh, I'm fluted and tooted.
1: You know what else? Flutes are toots. All youts. out are listening along. And we love when you guys play along as well, so if you want to the fun, run as fast as you can to your nearest browser and let us know your worth. We're always putting up new polls over at humanvaluespodcast.com.
0: If you enjoyed today's episode or if you just like our show, please spread the word. We appreciate it more than we can ever say. If you mention Human Values Pod on Instagram or TikTok, or if you leave us a review on your favorite podcasting app and oh, I don't know, drop a rating, maybe we'll choose you for a shout out.
1: Speaking of shout out, what's in your mind, Lindsay? What do you want to shout out? Spout, spout, look down that spout. You know who else spouts? Us, your hosts, Lindsay Hicks.
0: Hi, I'm a spout.
1: And Aaron Rubin Corney.
0: Hi, I'm Aaron.
1: Special thanks as well to our guest this week, Steve Zaragoza.
0: Our lead producer is Rob Goldman. Our producers are Ashanti Brooke and Aaron Rubin-Corney. Our editor is Andrew Sims. Our engineer is Jason Portizo. And our music is by Omer Bensby.
1: All information, research, and advice shared on today's episode was expressed for entertainment purposes only. Statements provided by the Human Values host production team and guests should not be taken as professional advice or fact.
0: Human Values is a human content product.
1: See y'all next time if we didn't just scare you away.